Welcome to episode 3 of WTS. On today's podcast, we are looking at La Liga return to clear and how the Premier League is still struggling to find a way to restart. And also talking about the Last Dance documentary on Netflix. News came out today that La Liga is cleared to restart on June 8th by the Spain's Ministry of Health, with guidelines in similar place to what's in Germany. This is great news for Spain and great news for football overall. Like I said last week, the German Football League will provide a boost for everyone if it's managed and well looked after, and it'll be the same right now for La Liga. The progress made is clearly a good positive sign, and it's good to have one of the pinnacle leagues back in playing and back on TV. Be a great boost for everyone surrounded, everyone watching, and everyone who supports the teams involved. But once again, it just highlights the pressure on the Premier League and the English and well British government to what they can do to resolve this issue of coronavirus in our country. Training has resumed with their first stage of testing and precautions in place with Premier League. But there's been a bit of uproar, a bit of controversy with players not wanting to return and rightfully, rightfully so they shouldn't. More highlighted than Golo Kante has decided to miss training this week and is prepared to miss the rest of the season if it's not safe well, he feels well, he feels not safe to do so and Chelsea have granted permission to this. I might be wrong, but I can't see many players out there in Germany and Spain who have disagreed with returning to football or who had queries or didn't feel safe. But with the Premier League, you've had club doctors and even got players now refusing to go to training because they don't feel safe and it's right to do so. And while there's been some positive reports about Premier League clubs returning to training, the likes of Harry Maguire saying training felt so safe after Premier League testing is good and positive. But we can't hide from the fact that six positive tests have been confirmed across three clubs. It doesn't matter if it's been one confirmed, 20 confirmed or 100 confirmed. It's still one person that can spread it onto three people. This doesn't feel right and doesn't feel safe. Like I've said on previous blogs and I think on the podcast, this is all about money and that's how it comes across. While we do miss football, we can't keep having this stop-start motion. We need to really lock down on this virus in this country and it's something that we haven't done really. With a lot of ifs and buts about it, a bit wishy-washy. So we don't really know how it's going to pursue this virus. We keep getting positive news and bad news. But we've got to make sure it's safe for everyone. And the return of La Liga now just puts more pressure on the Premier League and the FA in this country to do something about it. Yes, football will be good to return. And we need football to return for everyone's well-being and safety. And with sport now getting back to normality, with tennis going back and golf, it is great. But what costs are we going to have the Premier League? Like I said before, the players won't feel safe to do it. Certain players won't. So how can we expect the league to go on with the high stars that we know if none of, if most of them don't feel comfortable with playing? When the season does restart, because I have no doubt they're going to try and force it to restart, it'll be interesting to see some of the results that will happen. 
because teams will be with lesser players or without their stronger players, played in behind closed doors, empty stadiums. We'll see a lot of very upset and shock results. Be great entertainment for the teams lower down and great spirits and give some inspiration. But this isn't really football that we would know and that we love. More players will be more concerned. So while this coronavirus is improving in this country, I don't see improving that much. And it's still playing a big toll in everyone's lives. While we are still in lockdown to some extent. I'm sure we'll get more news and more updates on the Premier League and the football return in this country. There's still a long way to go and we'll keep you updated when we know and when we can on this podcast. The Last Dance was a documentary on the Chicago Bulls dynasty and maybe more on Michael Jordan during his era with the Chicago Bulls. The documentary aired last week on Sunday, the last episode being shown, showing the highlight of the 1998 season and the last dance story behind it. I won't go into too much detail about the documentary as I don't give too many spoilers away and some people might not have seen it out there and if you haven't, have you been living under a rock? It is well worth a watch. Everyone knows who Michael Jordan is. He's an icon and everything. If you're involved in sport, you know him. If you're not involved in sport, you still know him. And that's what this programme demonstrates. Anybody can watch it. Coming into this, I didn't know too much about the Chicago Bulls and the dynasty, apart from Michael Jordan played there. So this is all a learning experience for me, to learn about the whole team and Jordan's experience. What the Last Dance documentary gave us was an insight into the drama behind the concerns over the management of Jerry Krause, publicly stating at the start of the 1998 season they will be releasing the head coach and a certain amount of players. The uproar caused from the players towards the GM was evident. How can you say at the start of the season when the team is going for winning the championship three times in a row for the second time that they aren't wanted and planning to rebuild? So what did we actually learn from this series? We learned that Michael Jordan is inhuman. Jordan, as we all know, has the achievements to back up his legendary status, but this series shows us a light onto how he thinks, talks and his attitudes to sport. His mentality to the game of basketball, but somewhat to life in general, is nothing but inspiring. Even from a young age, he had something special about it. Being a forefront of the team he was playing for, necessarily, does not mean he was the finished product. When a new coach came into the Bulls, Phil Jackson, he had a new way of playing basketball which meant Jordan would have to sacrifice his personal plaudits for more of a team effort. Not fully convinced at the start, he came around, and it worked out pretty well, you have to say. In the series, Jordan can come across a bit of a bully, towards his teammates constantly talking trash and slating them. He was finding out who was ready for battle for every ball and who wanted to shy away. So while some teammates may not be able to handle it, the ones who did proved to have the difference when things got tight. Reports come out yesterday that Scotty Pippen was offended on how Jordan perceived his former teammate during the series. You can be put off by Jordan's attitude and think he, it's wrong or bad or look at him in a different perspective. But 
you can look at it that he was focused, determined and showed what he wants and nothing is going to stop that, proving it with his last shot with the Bulls. A famous quote Mark would said in the programme is, one little match to start that whole fire. Phil Jackson could be classed as one of the greatest coaches. Let's not shy away from the fact of it. If you have got Jordan on your team, your job is pretty much half done. What Phil Jackson brought was a new way of playing basketball using triangles, using all of the team, which maybe meant upsetting Jordan, as stated before. But what I feel was more evident was the handling of certain bad boy, Dennis Rodman, a character that was different to everybody else during the NBA. Dennis would play a crucial match in the evening, saying he needed a break and travel for a night out and disappear for a day, then return for the match. Looking at this, it shows a certain level of unprofessionalism to the team, organisation and the sport. Especially with Jordan and Scotty Pippen on the team, they certainly didn't agree. One thing in Rodman's locker was he gave his all when it came to the game time and he could turn it on. It was all or nothing. The defensive masterclasses he put on certainly made up for his off-court antics. So how Phil Jackson managed this was a true indication of what a coach should be understanding his players and how to get the best and unlock their potential. And let's not forget all the titles as well. Like I said, I won't discuss too much about this, as I'll give it away to people who might not have seen it. But one thing I will say, it's definitely worth a watch. And go and complete it before you know. Thanks for listening to episode 3 of WTS. I hope you enjoyed it. We're back for another one next week. Stay safe.